Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our Pray for One series. This series challenges us as believers to remember our responsibility to prayerfully lift up and lead others to Christ. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at www.valleybrook.cc, select contact us, and send us an email. So you got to understand something about me. My name is Pastor Clark. I'm, I'm the, my name is Clark Poff. I'm the pastor here. Um, we had this cool experience today. You know, I'm, I'm almost 55, and uh, today I got to open up the building, and I come here, and there's a whole bunch of 20-year-olds preparing this place for worship, to lead you in worship. And I got to tell you, as, a, as an old guy, that is really cool, and I just appreciate them. Can you show a little love to the, for them? We're going to release children and students uh, age four through grade eight to go to their classes right now. And, and, and as they head down, I just want to tell you a little bit about uh, where we're going today. We're in the middle of this series called Pray for One. You, you may have seen uh, these cards over the past couple weeks, Pray for One. On the back, it has the, a place for you to write in who you're praying for. If you want some, you can find them at different locations around the building after the service. I have the names of a couple of people that I'm praying for, uh, that God would open a door for me to share his love with them. And that's the challenge. This is what we're asking everybody to, to pray, not just during this series, but quite honestly, as a way of life. Uh, to make this part of your daily prayer. God, who do you want me to share your love with today? Uh, we believe that God desires for us to do that. And, and I want you to pause for a moment and think about this. Think about the person. If you believe in Jesus Christ, if you've come to faith, think about the person or the persons who somewhere in your life shared God's love with you. It, it may have been a parent. It may have been a sibling. It may have been a friend. It may, maybe you, like me, you went to church as a little kid. And I remember Sunday school teachers. And I remember my parents. And, and I remember Bible school teachers and even summer uh, camp counselors all sharing Christ's love with me. And truthfully, I didn't get it until I was 19. I'm a little bit of a slow learner, but when I was 19, I came to faith in Jesus Christ. I finally got it. It finally made sense. But think about it. Somewhere in your life, if you're a believer, somebody who had been praying for you since the prompting of the Holy Spirit and shared God's love with you, and it may not have clicked the first time you heard it, or the second, but somewhere along the way it did. Now, if you come here today and you're not quite sure about Jesus, you're not a believer, that's okay. You're in a great place because we love you no matter what, but we'll make no bones about it. We want you to know the love of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And, and you know, that, that's important to us. It's our reason for being. So in preparation for this message today, would you bow your heads? I'm gonna pray. Lord, as we come in here to this place, as we've worshiped you because we love you, we know that you desire to draw close to us. We know that you, you want us to know you and to walk through life with you, that, that we're never alone through faith in you. And Lord, we know that as we go through life, you're always there. There'll be times when we don't feel close to you, but you're there because you haven't moved. Maybe we have, but you haven't. And Lord, we've been blessed to know you. 
And we want to share that blessing. So Lord, I pray that you'd give us ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to receive and that we would respond today. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I'm going to share an acronym with you. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Tim Ponzani, a pastor, shared with me that they're doing this at, at their church. So I've sort of grabbed the acronym from him. Uh, I don't know that uh, the, the message would be the exact same message, but that's not important because the acronym makes so much sense to me, and I think it will to you, particularly if, this, if you've been here for this series, Prayer for One. And, and the acronym will be the word BLESS. And you may have picked that up from your outline in your bulletin, but, but uh, it's really important that we grab hold of that. So I want to start off with, with a story um, sort of a legend about what happened after Jesus ascended into heaven. So remember, uh, Jesus was crucified, he was buried, he rose from the grave on Easter Sunday, resurrection, and then uh, later he ascended into heaven. And when he ascended into heaven, the story goes that the angel Gabriel met Jesus at up in heaven and said, Lord, now that you're up here, what are your plans to carry the church forward? And Jesus said, well, my plans are for uh, the disciples, uh, my followers, the men and women who, who have come to faith in me. It's my plan for them to take what they've heard and bless others by sharing it with, with them. And when they hear it and believe, and on and on and on. Gabriel was a little puzzled by that. And he said, uh, but, but what if, you know, Peter's too busy doing his fisherman thing or, or uh, Martha's too busy, you know, taking care of these needs and that needs and, and everybody's too busy to share? What, I mean, you know, okay, what's plan B? And Jesus said, there is no plan B. My church, the bride of Christ, is plan A. And you and I, we're part of plan A. Every follower of Jesus Christ is part of plan A. And we understand that if we've come to faith in Jesus Christ, we've been blessed to understand that there is a God who loves us so much that he would allow his son to die on a cross for us so that we could receive forgiveness of sins and eternal life with him. You know, yesterday I had the opportunity to speak at a funeral and I was able to share with the people that came to celebrate this person's life that, that God loves them and, and has a plan for their lives. You, you know, we're all given a certain amount of days and I don't know how many days I have and you don't know how many days you have and you may have a lot, you may have a little, we don't know. But here's the deal. Earth is not our home. Scripture says we're, we're strangers and aliens to earth. We're just passing through because this isn't the final destination. You know, God lets us be born so that we can come to faith in him so that we can spend eternity. That's the final destination. So we can spend forever with him. And, and if you've heard that message, you've been blessed the scripture says that we have been blessed to be a blessing. So I'm going to put a scripture on the screen for you from Genesis chapter 12. Uh, we're going to look at verses 2 and 3. This is uh, part of a, a conversation that God had with Abraham, with Abraham and Sarah. And if you know the story of, of Abraham and Sarah, you know that they were living uh, in, a, in another part of the world. And God came to them and said, I want you to leave everything you have and I want to follow you, and I want to bless you. And so here's what God said. 
I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So that was the, the Abrahamic blessing that God gave to Abraham and Sarah. And we understand that that was given to Abraham and, and his descendants. He said, I'll make you into a great nation. In other words, that through Abraham and Sarah, that God was going to make a, a huge nation. And it wasn't just a nation of one ethnic group of people. It, we understand that through Jesus Christ, it became a, a spiritual nation that we're all connected through the blood of Jesus Christ. And we've been blessed, those of us who have received salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. But that blessing is not something we take and put in our pockets. That blessing is something that we share with others. We have been blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. So let's talk about that. And we're going to use this acronym, BLESS. So let's start, let's start with the first letter in that acronym, B. The B stands for begin with prayer. We're talking about praying for one. So if we're going to pray for one, that's what we need to do. We need to begin with prayer. It's so vital that we do that because we understand that God's blessed us. And, and that's why we've been challenging you to make this part of your daily prayer time. God, show me one person to share your love with today. It may be the same person every day, or it may be somebody new every day, but, but we're going to act in faith. And when God reveals that to us, we are going to share God's love with them. And we're going to talk about how to do that. Uh, Bo Chauncey is a, uh, is a pastor, and he writes about this idea of praying for one. He says, pray for one is about becoming like Jesus and thus doing what Jesus would do. We see his heart very clearly when Jesus taught about the shepherd and the sheep. You see, Jesus is consumed with the one. What has Jesus said? He tells the story that there was a shepherd that had a, a hundred sheep, but one of them wandered away. And so Jesus left the 99 to what? To search for the one, for the one. Jesus' heart is for all of us, but for the one who wanders away, he wants to bring that person back into the flock. That's the heart of Jesus, and Jesus wants that to be our heart, and so we want to make that part of our daily prayer to pray for that one and, and to allow our, our primary prayers to be moved beyond our prayers for our personal needs. Those, those prayers about promotions or protections or provision and instead plead first for the one and then ask God to take care of those other prayers. When we approach the throne of grace with that, with that kind of confidence, this is what we're doing. We're praying the expressed will of Jesus that we see in scripture. We're praying that and asking for his will to be done in our lives and through our lives. That's so critical that we understand that. And when we do that, it's going to give us an entirely different worldview because we're not going to see people as competition. We're not going to see uh, people as inconveniences. We're not going to see people as enemies or problems. We're going to see them 
as recipients of God's grace and we can be part of that. Praying for one will change our worldview. Bo tells this story and about the power of praying in one, praying for one. He began praying for one. And uh, as he did so, he began to, you know, challenge his congregation to pray for one person to share God's love with each day. And he immediately ran into somebody at the gym where he works out. His name was James. He's a military recruiter. And he began to, to pray for James. And as he prayed for James, he began to connect with him and, and build a relationship with him. And as that relation progressed, somewhere along the way, he got the opportunity to share that Jesus loves him and died for him and desires for him to follow him. And so he did, and, and James came to faith in Christ. And, and so as he continued in that relationship and encouraged him to follow Jesus and grow deeper in that relationship, James says, you know, all right, Bo, what do I do next? Bo says, you need to pray for one person that you can share with God's love with. And so James started praying. And, and as he prayed, He's a military recruiter. He, he, he met this new recruit named Destiny, and he began to pray for Destiny. He began to pray that he could share God's love with her in a practical way, that, that he could uh, have that opportunity. And as they built a relationship, he got to that place where he was able to share the love of Jesus with her. And she came to faith in Christ. And he began to encourage her to go to church and to grow in her faith, and she did. And, and uh, just before she was shipping off to, to boot camp, she said to James, what do I do now? And he said, you need to pray for one person to share God's love with. So Destiny goes off to boot camp, and boot camp can be challenged. And she met somebody that she clashed with, and they began to bang heads. But she realized that this was the one that she was supposed to share God's love with. And one day everything came to a head, but instead of getting into a fight, she began to build a relationship with her. And they sort of reconciled. And eventually, destiny was able to lead this young woman to faith in Jesus Christ. So praying for one is the expressed will of God. And, and all of this blessings that they've received, they've shared with other people, and it begins with prayer. God, show me one person today whom I can share your love with. Now, this is not a, um, a thing that you check off your to-do list every day because what this means is not only do you pray that prayer, but then you ask God to give you the eyes to see who your one is. And then when you understand who your one is, then you ask God to help you share his love with him. And so we're going to talk about what that does, what that looks like. So here's the first letter. Remember, B, begins with, begin with prayer. The second letter, L, is listen. Listen. Listen and be aware of the other person's needs. You know, I don't know if you know this, but Scripture commands us to be good listeners. Yeah. I don't know about you, I'm a so-so listener. Uh, I, I'm not always a good listener. But look, in the book of James, it says, My dear friends, you should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Sometimes I can be quick to speak and slow to listen. Anybody with me? Yeah, quick to speak and slow to listen. Yeah, but, but God's word says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Quick to listen 
and slow to speak. Dr. Jerry Root tells this story. It's an amazing story. Um, He understood that he needs to be quick to listen and slow to speak. And and he does a lot of international travel. And he was talking about this time he was traveling internationally and he was in the Vienna airport. He had a layover and he was walking through. And one of those people with a clipboard and a lanyard that likes to do surveys, you've experienced that before in an airport, came up to him and she asked him if she could ask him some questions. And he realized that this was an opportunity. And uh, so he asked the young woman her name, and she said, my name is Allegra. And he goes, oh, do you live here in Vienna? And, and uh, she said, no, I, I live in Austria and uh, uh, another part of Austria. And so uh, she answered the questions, which gave him the opportunity to ask more questions. And as he asked more questions, he listened more. And as he listened more, he, he began to, she began to open up and share just a, a personal uh, story of her life, which dealt with, with a, a lot of difficulty in relationships where she had been hurt and abandoned and, and left behind. Her parents had split up. It had been a horrible divorce, and, and uh, she felt distant from her brother. She was estranged from her brother. In fact, they went to the same college, and they didn't see each other. They didn't talk. And he said, wow, you've, you've gone through a lot of abandonment. She goes, not, that's not the worst of it. She said, I've been dating a guy for, uh, uh, for several years, and he went away to Italy to study for six months, and he just came back last night. And when he saw me, he said, our relationship's over. I found somebody in Italy. She was devastated. Cherry began to realize that as he was listening to her that God was speaking to him. And he said, uh, Allegra, I've been sent here to, to tell you something, but I know you have a job to do, so go ahead with your survey. Go ahead and answer your questions. She goes, she goes did, did my boss send you here to check up? I mean, no, 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 it's not anything like that. You, you know, I know you have a job to do. You go ahead and ask your questions, and when you're done, I'll, I'll share with you what I was sent here to say. And so she went through the interview with him as fast as she could, and then she put down her pen and her clipboard, and she said, okay, what are you here to tell me? Now, Jerry realized that, as he had been quick to listen, she had said a lot of things about abandonment and being left and being neglected. And he said, Allegra, God sent me, here, sent me here to tell you that he loves you and he will never leave you or forsake you. And he could tell he had her attention. And so he said it again, Allegra, God sent me here to tell you that he will never that he loves you, that he will never leave you or forsake you. And, she's, and he said it one more time, and she burst out into loud sobs, so loud that people turned around to see what was going on. And she said, but you don't understand all the bad things that I've done. And Jerry looked at her and said, listen, God knows. God knows everything you've done. And he sent his son Jesus to earth to die on a cross to pay the price for your sins because He loves you, and he will never abandon you or forsake you. And by being quick to listen, Jerry was able to share the good news of Jesus Christ, and Allegra put her faith in Christ and became a follower. All because he took time to be quick to listen and slow to speak. So let's be honest with ourselves. We could all be better listeners. 
I, I can think of two main reasons why we're not good listeners. Some of it is, is quite honestly, because we're talkers. I mean, we talk so much that people that we're talking to don't get an opportunity to get a word in edgewise. Some of us just talk nonstop and we don't take time to listen to the others. So, so I just have one simple thing to say to people that are like that. Me sometimes too. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're going to be quick to listen, you got to shut up. You got to be quiet. And, and on top of that, you know, some of us, when we sort of get in a conversation, it's not only that we want to talk, but as the other person is talking, we're not listening. We're thinking about what we're going to say back to them. That's not listening. But there's also something else that we've got to do to be good listeners, not just shut up. We need to listen actively, not think about what we're going to say next. But listening actively means that we communicate to the person that's speaking non-verbally and verbally that we're paying attention. Non-verbal, give them eye contact. I mean, that's so important. You know, you know, if you're not giving somebody eye contact, they're not sure that you're paying attention. So that's a courtesy to them. It's a courtesy to them to say, hey, I'm, I'm tracking with you. I, I'm, I'm listening to you. That's critical. But, but there's also verbal cues you can, can give them. You know, uh-huh, you know, you can say that. But, but also sometimes you can just, you know, what I hear you say, and you can repeat back to them. It's, it's that idea, and you can, like Jerry did, you can ask them questions, the things they shared, so that the conversation goes. If we're going to be quick to listen and slow to speak, we've got to be engaged. If God gives you one person to share his love with, you've got to be quiet and you've got to listen actively. This is an opportunity that has somebody's eternity in the balance. So we need to understand that. So we're going to begin with prayer and we're going to listen. The next thing that we need to do... and. We're all good at this, okay? I, I can guarantee you can do this. Eat with them, all right? <laughs> eat with them. I mean, we all like to eat, don't we? We all do. But, but think about this. When you share a meal with somebody, there's conversation. It sort of relaxes everything. You, you sort of uh, decompress um, if you've put, been putting on a defensive attitude or airs, that sort of goes away and you really connect. You know, the scripture that I want to share with you won't surprise you if you've been here for a while. It's Acts 2.42. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, uh, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. That, that's our vision as a church, to be an Acts 2 church, a church that does those things. Why? Because we believe that those things are critical. And so we've been challenging us ourselves to do that. You, you know, but I, I'm sure sometimes people say, well, why breaking a bread? Because when we're chilling out and having a cup of coffee with somebody or, or uh, you know, eating a bowl of soup or having a pizza or, or having a really nice dinner together, Conversation can flow. It just allows things to happen. You know, 
I'm make no bones about it. As a church, we've always made it a priority to do a couple of things to facilitate conversations happening. We have this time after the service where we have refreshments. Why? To facilitate conversations, to give you what you need to connect so we can do life together. We're going to have a meal today, a fellowship meal at 1215, 1230, uh, somewhere like that. And I encourage you to stay and I encourage you to connect with somebody because this is an opportunity to, to do life together and it's just natural and normal and we're going to make it easy. You know, uh, you can hide any discomfort behind that plate of food or that cup of coffee, whatever it is, and just talk and share and do life together. There, there's a regional ministry in our area called Urban Alliance, and if you've never checked it out, I encourage you to do it. They really are trying to help the, the churches in the greater Hartford area have a greater impact on the body of Christ. And uh, Urban Alliance invited pastors to a lunch this past week, and, and so uh, I attended. And it was pastors from all over, from uh, pastors from different ethnic backgrounds, pastors from different denominations, pastors from the city, pastors from the boondocks like out here, pastors from all over. And they knew if they got us, if they invited us to lunch, something would happen. We would connect we would talk. We would begin to share our lives together and we would begin to see that we're better together than we are on our own. And something happened. Uh, uh, through that hour, we realized that and, and many of us, not everybody, but many of us made a commitment to get together on a regular basis, to hear one another's story, to encourage one another, to pray for one another, to break bread together. You know, we all need that encouragement. So if you're going to pray for God to show you one person that you can share God's love with, make eating with them a part of that. Begin with prayer, listen, and eat with them. Here's the next part of the acronym. Serve. Serve. Serve others. In the scriptures, the Apostle Paul says in the book of Galatians, to those who recognize that because they're saved by faith in Jesus Christ, they've been freed from the power of sin. And Paul says this, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Use your freedom to serve one another in love. Doug Nichols was doing ministry in India some time ago. And uh, uh, he contracted tuberculosis while he was there, so he had to go to a sanitarium, to a hospital, uh, and, until he could recuperate. And um, he, he writes about it, and as he writes about it, he said, you know, uh, as a Christian, I was with all of these people that were Hindu or other religious backgrounds, and I wanted to share Christ with them, and I had some some uh, religious uh, material that I wanted to hand out and, and I attempted to, but there was a, a communication gap, but, but they, they knew a little bit about it, what it was and they were very polite and they declined me. And he said, you know, it was very frustrating that those first couple of days because nobody would uh, receive that. They were, they were cautious and skeptical of me and, and what I had to share with them. And he said, because of the tuberculosis, every night around 2 a.m. I would wake up with just 
horrible coughing spasms. And he said that first week, toward uh, the end of the week, he woke up with horrible coughing spasms. He was coughing, and once he finally relaxed and calmed down, he noticed that one of the other patients in the hospital uh, had sat up in his bed, and he had tossed his legs over the side, and he was trying to get up. He was trying to push himself out of bed, but he, but he, was, he was so weak and, and uh, so frail uh, that, that he couldn't do it. And, and he kept trying, and finally, out of sheer exhaustion, he just fell back into his bed and began weeping softly. Doug says, when I woke up in the morning, um, there was a big commotion, and there was, a, there was a, just a, a lot of things going on, and, and it turns out that patient had had an accident uh, during the night, and uh, the nurses and the staff were, were just mean and uh, just awful to him, and, and the other people that were there in the ward were, were not nice to him, and uh, you know, after they cleaned him up and uh, got him back into a clean bed, he just laid in the bed and sobbed. Doug said uh, the next night, Again, around two in the morning, I woke up with a coughing spasm and, and uh, I looked over and uh, that same patient was sitting up on the edge of the bed and, and again was too weak to get out of bed. And he said, you know, I didn't want to get involved for so many different reasons. But I got up and I helped him to the, uh, to the washroom and, and uh, very primitive facility. The, the restroom was just a hole in the floor. And he said, so I, I had to actually had to physically help him get there and stay there to, to take care of his needs. And he said, you know, once, you, once that was it, I helped him get back to the bed. And, and as I, I laid him down, he said, and the man reached up and kissed me on the cheek. And he said, the next day, patients came to him and motioned to him that they wanted the Bibles, the Bible tracts that he had. And the staff came. And even though there was a language barrier, they also wanted the Bible tracts that he had. And he said, a few weeks later, uh, an evangelist, a native evangelist from India came in who spoke English, and he said, you don't know what your tracks have done, do you? He goes, no. He says, he goes, several of the patients and the staff have come to faith in Jesus Christ by what you've done here. And, and he was shocked. But, but here's the lesson. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Doug did for that patient what nobody else would do, not even the staff, People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So use your freedom to serve people in love. This final letter in the acronym, the S, share your faith. Share your story of faith with others. Look, we all have a story. All of us who have come to faith in Jesus Christ have a story. And if you're here today and you're not sure about Jesus, I'm glad you're here. You're welcome here. Unashamedly, we believe in Jesus Christ and we've come to faith and all of us have a story. And our story sort of breaks up into three parts. There's the before we came to faith in Jesus Christ and what our life was like then. There's how we came to faith in Jesus Christ and what took place. And there's how he has changed our life since we've come to faith in Christ. And I'm gonna be really, really candid here. 
If you have a before story and you have a story of how you came to faith in Christ, but you don't have a story of how he's changed your life, something's happened. Uh, There's been a short circuit. You're not walking in faith. I'm not saying you're not saved, but you're not walking in faith because he came to change your life, not just give you the promise of eternal life, but he's come to change your life as long as you're on this earth. So we have a before story of how we came to faith story and how he's changed our life story, and we need to share it. When we share our stories about how God has changed our lives, it gives power to the message of Jesus Christ. And those people who know our before story and see how we've changed, that doubles the impact. It doubles the impact. So as we're praying for one person to share God's love with, we need to be praying that he'll give us the the right time to share our story. And when you share that story, you can also say, would you like to know Jesus also don't just leave it dangling out there share that with them if we're going to pray that God would show us one person to share our love with to share his love with if we're going to pray that prayer every day it's got to have legs it's not just a static prayer because when God shows you that one he's opened a door for you to walk through and that door includes listening that that prayer includes doing life with them eating a meal together you learn a lot when you eat a meal with somebody that includes serving them you're going to see needs you're going to find out things and you may have the answer to their need or the connection and you're going to have an opportunity to share your story of faith with them And when that opportunity comes, you need to be obedient and faithful and walk through that door. Let me go back to that first scripture. God said to Abraham, I'm going to just sort of give you my paraphrase of it. Abraham, you've been blessed to be a blessing. Sarah, you've been blessed to be a blessing. Now, bless others with what you've received. So church, that's my challenge to you. Bless others with what you've received. Begin with prayer. Say, God, show me one person that I can share your love with today. And then listen, eat with them, serve them, share your story with them. And that may repeat itself day after day, person after person. Don't be afraid of it. You've been blessed with eternal life. It's not something that you hide. It's something that you share. So do it. I want to pray for you that you would share this that you would pray this prayer that it would become part of who you are it wouldn't be a it's not a program it's not a it's not a focus it's about being a a follower of Jesus so let me pray for you Heavenly Father we thank you for your love for us Lord we thank you for all that you have done for us but most of all Lord we thank you that you have given us something that we're supposed to share with others and I pray now Lord for the faith to do that. We've been blessed. Now let us be a blessing over and over and over and over until you call us home to you. We pray this in Jesus' name.
Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information, visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc.